0: I say the Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by shacknews.com Shaq News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with the latest news, guides, walkthroughs, and previews. Like this week's featured article, a preview of the upcoming game Among Us VR. Ooh. Be sure to check out their weekly Shack chats as well. And remember that you can join in on all the discussions, Dave, using the Shack News Cortex. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle atchecknews and atchecknews.com!
1: It's time, streaming live from Cleveland,
2: Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight podcast of the world, the Big Play
1: Reflect Show!
3: To the Big Play Reflog Show, what is going on, everybody? Happy Monday, not Victory Monday, but what can you do? Um, I'm your host, Big Play Dave, alongside the one and only Mr. Chris McNeil, sir. How are
0: you? We're gonna talk all Buckeyes this show. Let's just 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 go all Buckeyes the whole show. Another blowout win for him. Right. Looking good. Stroud looking great. Harrison looking great. I mean, we could just talk Buckeyes all the way up until Michigan week.
3: I would be okay with that. Dollar Dog Nick, our producer. What's up, my man? Not too much. Happy to be back. Are you? Yeah, you look thrilled to talk Browns. <sighs> we'll keep them brief. That's right. All right, let's let's kick it off. I'm with Chris. Let's just talk buckeyes. Tonight right. on the show, we will talk headlines. Presented by TSE Cleveland. Uh, then our featured interview, talking Cavs with Jason Timpf, brought to you by LeBat. After that, we'll look at some bets and preview the Browns Bills game because we need a we need another game. We need to erase this from our memory. Let's kick it off with some Cleveland headlines. Cleveland headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. Go check them out and look for our next giveaway. We need to do a giveaway. I've been slacking yep. on that. We gave away that that signed Nick Chubb uh, and we haven't done one since. So next week, let's do a giveaway. TSECleveland.com. Go check them out. Uh, Chris Browns kind of played football yesterday. Uh, 39-17 to the Miami Dolphins. Thoughts? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Davey, and I talk about this
0: every week with the Browns. As I crackle a bat. Yeah, yeah. So you get excited. You talk yourself into us being competitive, maybe crazily winning the game, especially after that Bengals game, right? Oh, yeah. And you think, okay, we got a shot here. And then they come out strong. There's something about those scripted plays,
3: right? They're magical.
0: Stefanski, he can script the. The first part of a game pretty darn well. After that, when you get to the improv section of the game, after those first fifteen plays, gets a little ugly. Gets a little dicey.
3: Why? Why and, is that? Do you think? Because that's like the the one consistent thing with this team is like we script out the first ten to fifteen plays, and then we don't know what to do.
0: It's Seinfeld versus Curb. You know, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Stefanski could work on Seinfeld all day long. He could write up a script, have yeah. the actors working curb you know there's a lot more improv he cannot do that so it takes a special guy like larry david to do both right (laughs) that i I don't that's a good point i i don't know i it just it drives you nuts too because they look so competent right it looked really good at the beginning of that game and you thought here we go maybe maybe we're gonna have some more fun like we did a couple of weeks ago but uh no another analogy is we're kind of like the you know the the monster in a horror movie Right where where, where are you going with this? Life. You think you think you're dead? You think the Browns are dead? They come back, right? And then you're like, oh, oh, here they are when they come back against the Bengals. Oh, here we go. Here are the Browns, and then all of a sudden we're dead again. And you know we're going to do it again, whether it's against the Bills or somebody. We're going to show some life again.
3: Like we're going to come back and kill some folks. And you think so? Because I think you know, you you, you take a pulse on the internet. Dead. We're we're dead.
0: Yeah, but. We're, we're a classic horror movie, Dave. Just when you think you've got the bad guy, he comes back for one last one. Whether it's the Bills, yeah. we're going to get somebody. We're going to look competent again. We will see. And when we do, watch out. It'll get our hopes up a little bit, and then
3: all of a sudden they'll be dashed again. Are we going to fall for it again? Yes, absolutely. Oh, sure. Absolutely. absolutely. It'll
0: be against the Bills. Maybe Tampa Bay we go up and, you know, kind of kill Tom Brady a little bit. That would be fun.
3: I don't know. That would be good. But, you know you know the way the team is. Come on, Dave. This isn't your first rodeo. It is not. Chris, uh, I've been tagged has on the website has Joe Woods been fired yet com literally like fifty times over the last day. I can't imagine how many times you've seen this.
0: Yeah, and it it's kind of wild because he's running a two game winning streak, if you will, quote unquote, for the defense. I mean, Everybody was talking, hey, maybe he's got something going. Look at what Joe Woods is. And then you oh, have that yeah. just complete laid egg by the defense. And all of a sudden, out the door, why is he still here? Goodbye, goodbye. Um, which, you know, I, it's it's hard to argue with those folks. But at the same time, it is amazing because this time last week, we're like, up, oh, we're turning a corner.
3: I mean, do you think we'll really be any better, though, if we get rid of the dude? Probably not, right? Maybe for a game, the, we'll leaders? have like a Jeff Saturday game where they're all motivated and uh, right. for, for one game. Bring in Greg Williams.
0: Come on, let's go. I, I mean, the, I saw a lot of just... that too. Oh,
3: of course. A lot of Greg of Williams.
0: There, There is that vacuum right now, it seems, of leadership on the defensive side, whether it comes from the coach, whether it comes from the players on the field. There is definitely a void there. There doesn't seem to be fire. You know, you can always kind of handpick or um, out plays where guys don't yeah. give effort but we've seen it from everybody you know miles had a few of those plays we've seen it from Johnson you know he's have seen it all over the field and and that's really really discouraging Chris if Especially you had to pick a, a leader team. I mean this is, we've talked yeah. about it so many times this is the youngest team in the league right, right. by far and all that stuff yeah, right yeah, yeah they need leaders. Whether that comes from the coaches, whether it comes from the veterans, something. And if you see on film guys quitting, I hope that's not going over well in the film room. You you wouldn't think so.
3: Chris, if you had to name a leader on the team, who would it be? Because we we were talking to Hanford earlier today on the Bernie show, and he's like, "The, the leader of this football team is not on the team.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know, because on the offensive side, you got Chubb, but Chubb's so quiet. On the defensive side, it's, you think Miles, but Miles doesn't really do that. That's not his natural state. It's got to be it's, Stefanski, it, it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to come from him, I guess. He's a leader, team, he's a leader of sense. men.
3: Is it, was he the leader of men, or is that someone else? Am I getting my I coaches know. confused? I don't know. We've had a lot of them. We've, we've many, had so. a few. We've had a few. Yeah, I don't I don't know.
0: I. And I think that's where perhaps, and you think back now over the last year or so, when you had Baker here trying to take the reins, you had OBJ and those two fighting over the reins, and you knew Kevin Stefanski as a young coach wanted to take control, and all of a sudden those guys are gone, Stefanski gets his chance to take control, and uh, what's going on here? We don't see clear leadership. I think that's a problem here, Coach. And you getting yeah. up there every single week and saying, Oh, shucks. Uh, this one's on me. Uh, that wore thin a few weeks back. That doesn't work anymore. No. So you have to see some kind of progress. You have to have to see something as a fan base. We can put our finger on and say, okay, we've made this change or this change or something I can see on paper that makes us better
3: because right now, boy, we are just flapping in the wind. Oh, it's horrible. Chris, get this. So talking about horrible, uh, Dolphins' possessions in this game. We're going to run through them real quick. Touchdown, field goal, a turnover on downs. I I thought that there it was. (laughs) That was the the momentum shift, right?
0: That was it, right? That was it.
3: Oh, it felt good. It's like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And then we get that, and then touchdown, 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 field goal, touchdown, end of game. Did they punt? (laughs) They They
0: did not punt once. Oh, my Lord. I didn't even realize that. They didn't even punt. No, but you
3: can't muff a punt if they don't punt. Yeah. Jeez. I will say, the only silver lining of that game, Jerome Ford, actually looked like a very, very competent kick returner.
0: Yeah, that's true. And you don't see kick returns anymore. No. no. It's not only a Browns thing. That's across the league. So that was fun to watch. actually see some action in the special teams.
3: Another stat, Chris. I I don't want to... Stop. Beat up on Jacoby Brissett because he's had a really really good year, and he had a he had a really good game. uh Thirty five pass attempts, only three to Amari Cooper. I found that a little strange. I think pharaoh Brown had more receptions than Amari Cooper. Well,
0: especially when you look on the other sideline and a just moving the ball around to all different receivers and just everywhere. We've talked about it on the show, right? With Baker, when he used to be good for the (laughs) Cleveland Browns.
3: (laughs) It It was starting again this week.
0: It seems like a long time ago. I know. I know. I saw that news come across. He'd move the ball around to several receivers and, you know, everybody would get a touch, but then, of course, the top receivers would get more. And uh, you just don't see the movement. You don't see the confidence. And obviously – you know, I, I think Jacoby's been been fine. You know, he's been exactly what we wanted. Yep. If you wanted more out of Jacoby Brissett than what we're getting, then you didn't understand the circumstances, what the Cleveland Browns were looking at coming into this year. You know, he was a backup quarterback. He was supposed to keep the seat warm and give us some wins here, and not have us lose games, and for the most part, he's he's lived up to that end of the deal. Now it's going to be time going forward once Watson gets back in there to see what that guy's got. But Can, uh, can he play defense? Yeah, We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Everybody thinks that everything's going to change when Watson gets in, right?
3: Yeah, he just goes I, full I, I, Chris Gamble. He's just playing both sides of the field. I,
0: yeah. I, I don't get it. it. It makes me want to pull my hair out yeah. at times because it's like Hey, listen, we've we got problems on all three phases of this team. Not quarterback has been one of the least of our problems. You know, he's playing okay. It's
3: probably the first time we've said that in two decades, but yes. That's,
0: that, that's right, yeah. right? So I don't know that Watson's going to be able to step in. Sure, some of these close games, maybe that means a win here and there, especially with these close ones that we've had, but I don't know. And then is Watson going to immediately be a huge upgrade? I don't know. He's going to come in
3: rusty. It'll nice. take four years. to five games to warm up. So
0: Right. So, there's I mean, our, right there's off our answer. Season, and then what's going to happen is at the end of the season, while well, well, he's rusty, so wait until next season. And we know that's coming already, right? We look I mean, good on paper.
3: You know, look good on yeah.
0: paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, well, what did you expect? He hasn't played in two oh. years. Like, Yeah, that's what we were saying when you were all excited about this guy stepping foot on the field. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just in that downer kind of state after that game yesterday but the, the season's a write-off at this point right we're yeah. gonna develop our young talent hopefully we'll see some leaders emerge although we're halfway through the season dave we haven't seen it that's a void that they've got to figure out
3: absolutely let's move on to the Cavs. they also lost yesterday fourth loss in a row it's been a rough, rough West Coast trip. Thank goodness it's over. Uh, Priz, what are you attributing this to? And we're going to bring on our guest here as well to talk a little bit more, Cavs. But thoughts on the West Coast trip here?
0: Uh, you know, it was about like we expected. It started off real well where I thought we were going to go out there and do something we haven't done in a while, um, which is win the majority of the games, and, and that didn't end up happening. And It kind of spilled over at home yesterday. But Unlike the Browns, I don't know if you watched the game yesterday. I was about to turn it off in the third quarter, and I'm glad I didn't because you talk about the lack of heart on several of the players on the Browns team right now. The heart that Garland showed yesterday in that comeback yeah, and and just the feeling around this team, even when everybody in the world thought we were out of it and me, the eternal optimist, about to turn off the game and to have them come back and almost – almost win that game yesterday and you know there's been some some whispers about garland weather well what, what kind of a guy is he well, is he going to get back into form and for him to drop what 51 yesterday yeah it's insane it, it, just a tremendous effort i mean i give a lot of credit to the Cavs. Once again, a very young team, but a young team that I think has plenty of leadership on it. So the Browns should take some notes. I, I think the Cavs are going to be fine as we play out. I mean, it's November right now, right? and that was a tough stretch for them. Get some rest. Get back into it. Of course, there's no rest for the weary with our next team that we're playing. Uh, what
3: is it, Milwaukee? Yeah, we got the Wednesday. Bucks on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, no rest for the weary, but hey, it's a long season. I think this team's going to be fine in the long run.
3: Yeah, I agree. Let's keep talking, Cavs. It's featured interview time brought to you by Labatt. Nick, let's do it. All right. Live on the line, on the Labatt line, we have host of Hoops tonight. You can watch it five days a week on YouTube. Jason Timpf joining the show. Jason, what's up, my friend? How are you?
1: What's up, guys? I sincerely appreciate the invite, and I'm stoked to talk some Cavs. They're one of my favorite teams to watch here in the early part of the season.
0: Awesome. And that's what I noticed. I saw you on a video earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, And uh, you were wearing a Cavs shirt or a Cavs hoodie. And I was like, I got to have this guy on (laughs) to see what the national perspective is. Ever since LeBron's left, we've wanted this team to be relevant again nationally. I think that we're there, but we brought you on to kind of give us that flavor. What are guys, what are people talking about this team nationally? We're so young. We've got some budding stars. Is that kind of reflected in the way people are looking at this team?
1: Yeah, so when we looked at last year, we knew that with the Mobley Allen front court, which originally I I was confused as to how that would work. um, But the two of them have played extremely well together their entire time uh, so far over the last couple of seasons. And then what they needed was just offensive firepower. So them sneaking in to steal Donovan Mitchell was obviously the splash of the summer. And Donovan Mitchell's been amazing. He's been one of the five best players in the world to start this season in my opinion. And, you know, obviously the Garland thing's been rough. He was due to go off. This is a crazy stat for you guys. Coming into last night, there were 80 players who had attempted at least 40 pull-up jump shots. And Garland was 79th out of 80 shooting just 26%. And he's a good pull-up jump shooter. He just, he just was off to a really cold start. And that's why the Mitchell Garland lineups hadn't been doing well. Those, Lineups, when the two of them are on the floor together, are only scoring about 108 points per 100 possessions, which just isn't very good for that much offensive talent. The story of the season for the Cavs, and I'm sure you guys have noticed this, is basically Donovan Mitchell with the starters, they're killing everybody. But since Darius came back, it's been rough. They're 6-0 and in games when just Mitchell played. They're 2-5 and in games that Darius Garland has played. So that's been the story so far. And there's definitely some defensive stuff with, the, with having two small guards on the court together that we can get into if you guys want. But right now, I would say that if you're a Cavs fan, you should be extremely optimistic, especially like last night had more to do with you know, Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell being out than anything else. I, I, would be, I would be feeling good about myself if I was a Cavs fan. Now, Jason,
3: do you think it's, is it a chemistry thing between the two, or do you think it's more than that? It's, it's a size issue like you were just
1: referencing. So the size issue you're seeing on the defensive end, particularly in crunch time, uh, the end of basketball games in the NBA regular season mimic playoff situations. So it's a lot of matchup attacking, a lot of like personnel stuff. Like I've got this guy who can't guard this guy or vice versa. Right. And in crunch time situations this year, which means the scores at least within five points and with less than five minutes left, they have a 124 defensive rating, which is awful which is a big part of why they have five clutch losses this year. They completely blew that Clippers game. They should have won that one. They completely blew the Warriors game. They should have won that one. That kind of stuff they can figure out. The offensive end of the floor, it really was just Darius missing shots, man. Like, Like what he does, his bread and butter, is he is a guard that can run, pick, and roll, and he could shoot off the dribble. And that's arguably the most important skill on offense in the NBA these days, and he just wasn't making them. So when you have a guy who's who's bread and butter is pull-up jump shots who's not making them, it's going to hurt you on the offensive end of the floor. For instance, one of the big reasons why Donovan Mitchell's been so good to start the season is he's making everything off the dribble, especially his pull-up threes. And um, as soon as Garland gets going – offensively that'll help things a lot but on the defensive end they just got to figure out some ways to hide him like on defense either putting him in a position where he's guarding somebody who's a non-shooter they did this a little bit last night by putting him on Jaden McDaniels but then he struggled a little bit on Jaden McDaniels post-ups so maybe he needs to work on fronting the post a little bit more they're they're going to give this at least to the deadline to give Darius an opportunity to figure out how to defend with this group but there needs to be a serious conversation at that point about if you believe in this Mobley Allen front court and Donovan Mitchell is one of the five best players in the league. Do you want to lose a playoff series because you're playing two tiny guards that can't defend in your best lineups? So that's going to have to be a serious conversation. It's not for today. It's for a much larger sample size. We're looking way up to February at that point, but it is a legit thing that they're going to have to look at. And it's going to be hard to see a hard decision. I I mean, I was listening to you guys earlier, like Darius Garland's leadership is, is incredibly impressive. His lack of quit. He's a guy that you're going to root for. It would be extremely hard to move on from a player like him, but it's going to, it's going to be something they're going to have to look at in the long run. I think
3: we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to the playoffs on the defensive (laughs)
1: side. Let's (laughs) just,
3: we'll have you back on in a, a few months here, but, uh, you, when you look at this team, like last year when we were watching it, very low expectations. It was one hell of a year. It was super fun to watch. We get Donovan Mitchell this year. We're we're Cleveland fans. We're trying to temper expectations on what we should expect, especially with our with our Browns here in Cleveland. But what do what do you think the ceiling is for this team
1: this year? Donovan Mitchell makes the ceiling the championship. I mean, right? yes. The, it's really it's really this simple. Donovan Mitchell is one of the best playoff scorers of this last 5 years. That's a fact and he's playing better now than he ever has, okay? That's all fact. In Utah He was surrounded by other bad defensive players and Rudy Gobert. So every year they got to the postseason, and Donovan Mitchell scored extremely well, but Gobert's value kind of tanks in the postseason because he has offensive limitations, and then in that chess match environment, teams kind of figure out how to get him out of the paint so they can score. That's why the Jazz... We're always terrible. This Cavs team has lots of good defensive personnel. Even Karis LeVert, who I thought would kind of be the odd man out in this grouping, has been so good defensively guarding other teams' wings that he's been a great fit. So like, you've actually got like a much, much better version of what the Utah Jazz had. And And Donovan Mitchell, without a doubt, has been one of the five best players in basketball this year. And that instantly makes them a puncher's chance threat. To win the NBA championship, because he could get hot, and their defense can carry them through, um, you know, th- through the the cold spells that they'll have. It's just again, it's it's really going to come down to how much teams target um, uh, target Darius Garland because he's been targeted a lot here early in the season, especially in crunch time.
0: Kind of backing up a little bit. How surprised were you that the Cavs landed Donovan Mitchell?
1: Stunned. I mean, all the reporting kind of leading up into that situation was the Knicks were going to get him. And uh, there there was even a report from somebody who was covering the Knicks. I can't remember exactly who it was, but about six days before the trade that said that the Cavs were out. Um, but all the intel that I heard was that the, that the Knicks got really cute right at the end and were uh, you know, just bartering over little odds and ends on the periphery of the trade. And then they went with the Cavs deal. And honestly, like, I bet you, if you asked Donovan Mitchell, he's happy where he's at because it's, it's just a completely different type of environment than playing in New York city. And honestly, this team is so much better and it's tailor-made to what he's good at. Um, I bet you, I bet you he's having the time of his life.
0: How would you look at this team? Let's say against the top teams in the East right now, we're going to get a chance to see Milwaukee on Wednesday. But how do they match up versus the top two or three teams in this in the Eastern Conference?
1: So the two teams in the East that are the most scary, obviously the Bucks and the Celtics. Um, the Bucks are interestingly enough not a good matchup for Cleveland because their specific weakness, and there is no like world-beating team in the league this year. Every team has a weakness somewhere. And the Bucks' spe- uh, specific weakness is spot-up shooting. Teams really are packing the paint on them, and that is something that the Cavs are going to be able to do better than most teams in a playoff series. So that's actually a pretty good matchup for them. Also, Mike Budenholzer is famous for running drop coverage, which is essentially a, a defensive coverage in pick and roll that is beat by pull-up jump shooting so if you have darius garland and donovan mitchell going into that series uh, hitting pull-up jump shots while brooke lopez is sagging back into the paint you're in good shape as far as the celtics go i actually don't like that matchup as much for the Cavs because inevitably jalen brown and jason tatum as two big wings will find ways to attack darius garland and donovan mitchell but hey they're 2-0 against the celtics too because they you know the celtics have a weakness of their own which is they can pee down their leg in a crunch crunch time of a basketball game. So, like, at the end of the day, no one's perfect, and that means that the Cavs are every bit as capable as any of the other teams. But I would specifically be worried about the Celtics and their ability to attack the small backcourt.
0: And we all hate Boston, so (laughs) any chance we get to beat them up, I hope we can overcome that. Hey, we got another player that's on the sideline right now, and that's Ricky Rubio. How do you think he – he he kind of plays in this mix as he comes back into the fold here eventually for the Cavs. What does that look like down the stretch?
1: Well, first of all, Ricky Rubio is a really good defensive player. One of the things that was happening in last night's game, um, for those of you guys who were watching, when Darius Garland went to the bench, they brought in Raul Neto, and he's just too small um and not that ricky rubio is some huge player but he's very physical he's stout he's got a low center of gravity and he defends really well so like that just gives you a better defensive option off the bench and then again he's your facilitator he's that guy that is uh primarily looking to pass when he's in high pick and roll and when you get him in a setting where he's playing with a guy like evan mobley who's a great role threat pop threat uh short role threat and then you've got jaren allen vertical spacing around the basket. It's just going to give them another angle. It's almost like a change-up. And that's that's one of the most interesting parts of this team is Mitchell and Garland have very different approaches in the way they play, and then Rubio's got a very different approach to, to the way he plays. Even Levert, he's got old man game. Like, he's young, but he's yeah. got old man game. He's playing slow. He's using his body. He's putting you in jail on his backside while he kind of slowly works into the lane and takes, like, floaters and stuff. And he's actually shooting really well on pull-up threes this year, too. They, they've got a lot of different... Punches where they can go offensively. I'm not worried about them at all. It's all going to be about their ability to defend in specific matchups in the postseason.
3: So, how, how often do you find yourselves on hoops tonight
1: talking Cavs
3: percentage wise for the Cleveland listeners out there?
1: So, I would say that I hit on the Cavs probably about twice a week. Uh, so, I'm doing five right, to six shows per week, and then during those shows, I'm on average hitting four or five games. So, I'm covering like. 20, 30 games a week, and inevitably two or three of them are going to be Cavs games. I do at the beginning of every show announce what games I'm covering. So if you're a Cavs fan and you're just looking for Cavs coverage, just check out the first couple minutes of the show. You'll hear if I'm going to hit on them or not. Generally speaking, if they're playing in a big game, an important game against another playoff team, I'll be covering them.
3: How many basketball games do you watch? (laughs) <laughs> too many. It's
1: insane. Uh like I, was gonna uh, I, also, say, man. I coach high school hoops here in town. And I play all the time. My life I'm not complaining, but uh, I de- I, it definitely can get uh, it could it can get intense. Today my brain was fried after catching up on the weekend, I'll tell you that <laughs> much.
3: <laughs> oh that's too funny. All right, uh, predictions for our Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's say if if you had to rank like looking at the East right now heading into the playoffs, which which of these teams would you have I the most the confidence? Playoffs.
0: We're in November,
3: Dave. No, 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 no. I'm getting <laughs> way out of myself. Jason, Jason regular, mentioned playoffs earlier anyway. in this, and I was like, all right, we're going right there. Let's just fast forward to the playoffs. Cavs are in. Which team in the East do you think power rank one, two, and three? Do the Cavs make it in there or
1: not? So I've moved the Bucks above everybody in the entire league. That's fair. Uh, the, Warriors, the Warriors bench is absolute trash, and it's legitimately costing them games on a night-in and night-out basis. Um, not that that doesn't make them a threat. They just have a huge question mark they have to figure out. The Bucks are down two starters in Pat Connaughton and Chris Middleton, and they're still just kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. I don't even know how. Um, so I, I would put the Bucks clearly at one. You got to go with the Celtics at two. If anything, just because of playoff experience. Other That's than Don Mitchell, most of the guys on that roster, you know, Kevin Love obviously has been there, done that. But like you're, it's a lot of guys that are just going to be a little bit, um, you know, unfamiliar with that setting. If I had to gun to my head make a prediction right now, I would say that the uh, Cavs would get the three seed in all likelihood, <laughs> or the two seed end up end up playing the Celtics in this conference semifinals and end up losing that series just because the Celtics again Tate like Tatum is sneaky one of the it's crazy cuz he's like 24 but he's yeah. sneaky one of the most experienced playoff basketball players in the NBA like that dude was playing against LeBron in 2018 he made it to the conference finals in the bubbles he, in the bubble he went to the finals last year that dude's just been in a million big games and by the way he is also looking like a top 5 player in the world this year yeah, it's crazy.
0: We got a chance to see a little bit of it, of course, on this trip. But just take us around kind of the top of the West. How do you see that kind of falling out through the rest of the season?
1: Man, has it been a weird season. Uh, hey, who would have who thought that at this point the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder would combine for twice as many wins as the Warriors and Lakers, Because <laughs> which is just There's completely unreal. Uh, Denver got off to a slow start. They're sneaky picking up. But at the end of the day, like any – I think they're, even with the issues the Warriors are having, they're going to figure something out either in the buyout market because they're going to be the top destination for a buyout wing because of the fact that uh, they desperately need one. There's playing time available and it's great culture, chance to win a title, all that stuff. They also have the let's just play all our guys more minutes play that they haven't pulled out of the card deck yet. Like eventually it's going to be like, Clay's just going to play 40. Steph's going to play 40. Draymond's going to play 40. They'll bring they'll they'll get the duster out and get Andre Iguodala off the shelf to play some minutes in a key playoff series. Like they're going to figure that out. The Clippers have been really disappointing. Kawhi Leonard, I had heard intel for a couple of years that his knee was degenerative and now here we go. He's he's <laughs> not playing. So yeah. um wow. everyone everyone in the west is more interesting than you thought. The Blazers look pretty good cuz they loaded up on some wings. The Denver Nuggets obviously can score like Nobody's business. But at the end of the day, the, I think the West is way more clear-cut. I would be stunned if the Warriors didn't win the conference.
3: All right. Cavs are going to the playoffs. You heard it here first. Jason Diff,
1: hoops tonight. Where can everyone watch this show? So you can find it on YouTube, on the Volumes YouTube channel. And then there, everything gets redistributed as a podcast under hoops tonight, wherever you get your podcast. And then you can follow me on Twitter at underscore LT to get all of the video content I do, announcements and stuff like that
3: fantastic we greatly appreciate the time we'll uh look forward to having you back come playoff time
1: thank you guys so much for the invite i'll see you next time
3: thanks jason all right thanks jason appreciate it all right good stuff give him a round of applause dollar dog nick i think it's the yellow one <laughs> nailed it <laughs> nailed it <laughs> oh man just uh an island of knowledge right there i feel smarter talking to jason
0: Yes. Yes. Takes us around each of the teams, breaks it down. It, it's like having Nick on steroids, basically. <laughs> Nick yeah. on
3: steroids, Jason Timp Hoops tonight. Right. Go check him out. All right. Let's, uh, Chris, any any final thoughts on the Cavs? We, we covered a lot there, but it sounds like we're going to the playoffs and we're at least going to play Boston and then we're going to lose. I'll take what that right it? now. <laughs> Coming I, off a four-game losing streak.
0: I'm still buying on the Cavs. I'm still buying up all the shares I can on the Cavs. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm loving this team right now. We're talking meaningful basketball. I mean, quote-unquote meaningful basketball in November. Yes. Looking ahead to the playoffs, that's fun. That's fun. We know that there's something past when the Browns inevitably just flame out. You know, And that's, that's always going to be nice because that's going to bring us through these cold temperatures in Cleveland here through the next few months. So
3: good stuff. Heck yeah. All right, let's bring it down a notch and go back to the Browns. There we go. Let's look at some optimism. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it is big play bets time. Browns at Bills over under 47 points. Chris.
0: Oh, God, we always play (laughs) these ugly games with the Bills. Oh, I don't know if we're going to have snow or anything. Have you seen the forecast yet? We're not going to have one of those ugly 9-3 games, are we? I mean, I know the Bills can score. It's going to be
3: snowing. It looks like just, snow.
0: Anytime we play Buffalo, it's always a weird game, isn't it? I agree. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just our fan bases are crazy and it spills onto the field or what, but there's something there. I'm going to go under for some unforeseen reason. It's just going to be under.
3: It's going to be a snow game, yeah. Something. We we're, were watching on the the Bernie Kosar show today, we were watching clips of him versus Jim Kelly and just them going back and forth. I would love a game like that but i don't think it's going to happen i think i'm with you i'm going to go under as well a rare rare under i don't think i've bet the under in like 3 years i'm going under in this game cuz i don't think the bills can score 47 points yeah cleveland averaging 24 points bills averaging 27 i mean math tells you you should you should take the over but i don't know i just i'm not feeling it Dollar Dog, what are are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I don't know either. Uh,
3: You can move that mic. You can go back where you were. You got it. It's boom arm. You got it. Um, There it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still learning. It's only my sixth straight week of being here. I'm I'm learning. Um, Josh Allen, he didn't look that hurt yesterday. He threw for over 300 yards, but they keep saying he's banged up. Um, They run the ball Okay which isn't good for us. Singletary had a few touchdowns <laughs> right. yesterday, I saw. Um, maybe the snow slows them down? This, Yeah, maybe. This is a stat that scares me.
3: Buffalo, 424.1 yards per game. Top offense in the NFL. We're fifth. We've talked about this at length. the The issue is not our offense, but... If this defense is given up, which it clearly looks like they have, if it doesn't snow, Chris, I could see this being over. I'm talking myself out of the under. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you
0: you really did. I'm going I'm, I'm going to weather.com
3: before yourself. placing any bets. Okay. Weather.com hourly report, not the 10-day. We're going to we're going to lock it in on game day, I think. You know what we should do though is huh? call
0: this the Jenna Jameson Bowl. Because of that tweet, right? She wanted So, so tell, to,
3: in, inform the listeners who, do, who don't know about the Jenna Jameson tweet.
0: So I noticed back, uh, what was that, 2018? Was that when, when that draft was? I think it was. Um, yeah, that was, that was the Baker Jenna, draft. Yeah, so I noticed that Jenna Jameson had followed me on Twitter. And so I took that opportunity. Dave, I shot my shot with a porn star. <laughs> and what did I ask her? I asked her who are the Browns going to take in the draft and, uh, and who, who the Browns should take in the draft. And she responded confidently, Josh Allen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. so we took Baker and Josh Allen, of course, is still killing it over there in Buffalo. So,
3: so if Jimmy Pense, had listened, not to the homeless person, but to a porn star, we would be sitting pretty right now, Chris. <laughs>
0: Well, the homeless, the homeless person, to be fair, was Manziel, but yes. Yes, I yes. know. We need to take more advice from the porn stars and less from the homeless people.
3: All right. Dollar Dog Nick, look up the top porn stars out there right now. <laughs> we will start sending out those, those replies. Make uh, sure you
0: do <laughs> that on the big play company computers, too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, good HR Lord. HR will
0: have a meeting with you in the
3: morning. That's right. All right, let's look at a few over unders in this game. Uh, over unders on plays John Johnson gives up on.
0: Wow! <laughs> Woo!
3: Set it at three. I don't. I don't know. So we we look at the replays, and you know you look at them in like half speed, and you're like, oh, that guy gave up. He gave up. I I don't know if it's like as bad as the internet says. Like it looks like they're they're taking off plays, or it's, if if they're out it's of the internet. It's <laughs> the internet. They're always right. I know, but like if they're out Obviously. of range and they can't make the tackle, like all right, you know, do you really expect them to to hustle? You probably should because they're making millions of bucks. But um, I I just I don't know, Chris. It's just this this team is so frustrating. When you, when you look at the replays and you just look at them and their inability to not even tackle, like get close to a tackle. like I'm, I'm so sick of people running all over us, except they don't even have to run over us. They're just, they're just running. <laughs> we always talk about the really good
0: teams in the league and really in any sport. And one of the first things that always comes out about those teams is, boy, they do the little things well. And are we the exact opposite of Exact that? opposite. Exact opposite. In every facet. We do the little what is, things. What is the opposite funny. of that?
3: Yeah, guess, yeah.
0: It's the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and it has been for a long time. And it's very frustrating as a fan to see that. I can't watch it with my kid because I'm like, hey, whatever you see the Browns doing here, do the opposite of that. You're going to have a great career on into high school, son.
3: We're, we're slowly getting back to the uh, third quarter raking of leaves, plowing of the driveway. It's no, not already. I mean, you said the season's over. It's a
0: write-off, <laughs> Dave. I got to tell you, I I I know I'm getting old because yeah. I had a sense. I had a pride moment today. What was that? I uh I already sent my mower to get uh to get set for the off season. You know, oh wow! To get, uh, yeah, yeah, to get the tune up and the oil change and all that. I got the call today. It's ready. I sent it last week. So it's ready. So I am ready for the spring already, my friend. <laughs> How about that? Am I old or what? I'm excited that my mower is all set for next spring. I am light years ahead of all the other dads in the neighborhood. And that feels good, Dave.
3: Heck yeah. Uh, Bernie's texting weighing in. we both had the same pick, bros. Josh Allen, I think he's referring to Jenna Jameson. So Bernie, Bernie and Jenna, and Jameson, and Jenna Jameson. Here Jameson, here we go, baby. All right, Chris. Over under on days until Joe Woods is fired. I'm going to set it at four and a half.
0: I, you know, he's not going to fire him. He's going to go until the end of the season. Then he'll make a decision. I guarantee that. I don't think they're going to wow. fire Joe
3: Woods in season. They're All
0: just right. not. I don't think Stefanski's built that way. I really don't. I mean, the fans would love it. I don't you think know, he should be fired.
3: I, I. I don't think it's going to fix the football team. Maybe it will for, like we talked about, the Jeff Saturday effect for one game, but it's it's not going to have an effect on this team in a positive, I don't think.
0: No, no. And, and selfishly, if you're going to do that, at least go crazy with it and bring in Greg Williams. I mean, I, the only way I would support getting rid of Joe Woods right now, because you're right, I don't think in the short term, it's really going to help anything is if you bring in Greg Williams and we just go total nuclear on this. thing? (laughs) Why not? The amount of people who want Greg Williams is just like baffling to me. In the third quarter, you're not raking leaves. You want to see what Greg Williams is going to do,
3: right? If you could bring back one defensive minded Browns coach from history, who would it be? And why is it Romeo Cornell? (laughs)
2: There you go,
3: Petten. He just looks so
0: jolly all the time. I
3: miss Petten. I'm not gonna lie. I think Petten was gonna be a really good coach Mm -hmm. until Johnny Football came along.
0: I mean, obvious choice would be Bill Belichick,
3: right? Well, I bring him back. Defensive minded coach. Yes, that would be good. Chris, nine and a half point dogs. Probably not gonna go. Bud Carson on that one. We were eight and a half. Now it's nine and a half. We're getting nine and a half points. We did the Bernie show this morning. It was eight and a half. It's already moved to nine and a half. It's moving quickly. It's going to be probably 10 and a half, maybe 11 by game time. Are you you taking that bet, Chris?
0: Smart money is flowing away from the Browns. (laughs) And I've got to agree with the Sharps on this one. I think it should be running away from the Browns because the Browns look to me like a team that has quit. Yeah. And that's sad. That's sad? I, that I don't know. Sad. Is there anything you saw yesterday that, that says, okay, I see the optimism. I see the vision here.
2: Jerome Ford, great great huh. return guy.
0: Uh, good returns, right?
2: <laughs> no 12 men on the field calls. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's
0: something. Do we have any delay of games? I don't know that we had any delay of games. I don't think we did. The offensive line played like crap yesterday. They played, they by played way.
3: so bad. Defensive line, offensive line, atrocious.
2: You think Njoku helps a lot with that? They say he's a good blocker now. He's a big dude. He's a yeah,
3: he we're we're really missing him. I mean, he was our leading wide receiver
2: last year. Yeah. And he's not a wide receiver. Yeah. Well, heck, Farrow Brown had five targets yesterday.
3: I know. Yeah, he he played all right. Um I don't know. So Again, ball. it's not the offense. The offense have been has been very fun to watch this year. Um,
0: frustrating. Let's not say fun to watch. No, they've it's they've been pretty good. Consistent and frustrating. I no, I understand, and I know where the passing game is at statistically, and all those things. Right. But
3: fifth best so offense in the league. That's right.
0: That's right. I'm not going to take that away from them. But I, it's been frustrating in spurts. Some of the play calling has been very tough to watch when we need it. It seems like uh, stats are nice and we're able to stuff that stat sheet, but there are times when we've needed it that we have not delivered offensively.
3: That is fair. That is fair.
0: It's just like baseball, right? Good defense, timely hitting. You need good defense, timely offense. And uh, when we needed the timely offense, it it has not come.
3: Chris, nine and a half. Are you staying away? Are you taking the bills? Are you taking the Browns? Oh, gosh. I'll I'll give you 10. I'll move it to 10. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay you give me 10, do i hear 10 and uh-huh. a half
3: give me the browns and 10 and a half 10 and a half you're you're taking the browns that's
0: the Number right there give me the browns yeah yeah i never lost faith dave all you right give dave. me a huge spread i never lost faith give
3: brother. me like two days we'll get it to we'll get it to <laughs> a, probably 11
1: yeah
0: yeah that's true hmm That's where we're at.
3: Yeah. Dollar Dog Dick, do you have a stump the flog teed up? Because I was about to talk about something, but then you said you wanted to play stump the flog very quickly. Do you Do you have
2: it teed up here? I do. It'll be a very quick stump the flog. Okay. So, So, what do we What do we got? So, Chris, I have here, the Browns' defense has is the fourth worst. I'm sorry, fourth fewest takeaways this season. Um, We've taken the ball away eight times, caused eight turnovers. Seven different players on the Browns have a a turnover on defense. They've either recovered a fumble or they've intercepted the ball. (laughs) I was trying to think earlier. I can't remember any of the interceptions, but we do have three interceptions. So name a player on the Browns defense who has created a turnover (laughs) by recovering a fumble or intercepting the yeah. ball, not forcing a fumble, but actually recovering it.
0: All right, so we're doing this. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Miles Garrett.
2: <laughs> You're out. Is that it? You <laughs> didn't recover one. <laughs> I just won. He. Uh, let me see how many he's for. He hasn't recovered one. He's he's forced to. He's I mean, forced. He's, to, he's yeah. a wrecking crew when he when he hits the quarterback, but he hasn't recovered any. Which oh, technically. All right, give was, give yeah. Chris another shot. All right, Chris, name another player. <laughs> um, I'll get my buzzer out.
3: Wait. So, what did you say? We've had how many f- how many fumble recoveries and how many interceptions? We've
2: had five fumble recoveries, each one by a different player. So, I five can kind of remember some of those. And then three interceptions, each by a different player. One player does oh. overlap, though. He has one interception and one fumble recovery.
3: I literally cannot remember an interception this year. I couldn't either.
0: Oh, I remember one. Who was it? Wasn't.
3: Was it it Pittsburgh? Did we have one in Thursday night football? I
2: don't know. Say your name again, Chris, because I want to do the buzzer. Uh Oh, Oh, no. Uh Newsome. All Two strikes for Chris. No. And
0: Chris,
3: three strikes and he's out. Wow. Uh, All all the interceptions are DBs. Denzel Ward.
2: Denzel Ward is the double dipper. He has an interception and a fumble recovery.
3: Okay. Then Chris is back in, I guess.
2: All right. Yeah, because he got the...
3: Um. All right, who are some of the big uglies around Miles Garrett? How oh, about Elliott?
2: No. No. This is a really bad segment. I, I cannot think.
3: We all had two right. two other right.
2: interceptions. Three of them are defensive linemen. Grant the... Delpit had one. Delpit did. Yes, I remember Delpit.
0: I was about to say Delpit.
2: <clears throat> Take that, Chris. Uh, fumble recovery
0: by Jadavian Clowney.
2: Yes, Clowney has one. There we go. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. And we have one more interception. Yeah, and I have it's not... It's not John Johnson. S- no, but he's got a fumble, so I'll give it to you. He all right, a win- hey, John hey, Johnson
3: a with the fumble recovery. So not all, not an all-hate John Johnson show here.
0: Taki um, um, Taki. W-
3: Emerson
2: didn't have one, did he? No. I already asked that. You did. No talkie-talkie either. His name kind of sounds like Talkie Talkie, if you say his first and last name. Not really. I guess it doesn't really. Just starts with a T. By the way, who's the new Mac Wilson that was out there? Fifty-one. That's that's that guy. Who we is were that? trying to figure out uh, qu- Quas. Ku- I kept Kuna, I, or?
3: yeah, I kept seeing him during the game, and I was like, "That's not Mac Wilson. Who is that?" <laughs> and he 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 literally went and tried to punch the ball out and did like the fist back and then just like the guy ran away and then
2: we didn't tackle him. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is not going well." All right, one more one more interception. I I feel like this guy I like this guy a lot and I feel like he doesn't play a whole lot. He's had spurts last year he looked good at spurts. He shares a name with a wide receiver. A wide receiver on the Browns? Uh no, from the <laughs> Where's he at? Cardinals.
0: <laughs> Amari Cooper, too.
2: He was with the he's famous for the Bengals. He's famous for huge the huge receiver banks. for the Bengals. Oh, AJ Green. Yeah. So AJ Green has a pick. So we have all the interceptions, oh, God. fumble recoveries. Just we, give us those. We're not going to get all it. right. Um the two you did not get, Tommy Togi.
0: Oh, there you go, no Chris. Way. There you go, Chris. That's my guy. I thought about him earlier, and I didn't say because I'm like, no, no, not Togi. He hasn't been in there enough. Oh, that, wow. That's my boy. That's our Buckeye. There's our Buckeye talk.
2: That was my, my bad attempt. At, I said his name sounds like Taki Taki. I guess <sighs> it doesn't. Taki Taki Taki. Togi. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. That's stretch. And then, and then finally, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Has a fumble recovery. So that's it. We've only had eight takeaways. And we've had three picks all year. Three.
0: Man. Better Isaiah Thomas. Football or
3: basketball for Cleveland? Uh, football. <laughs> Back up the Brinks truck, Chris. Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. Go.
0: Hey, we got him for Kyrie. All
3: right, let's, let's do a quick one more over-under, and we'll call it a show. Chris, give me an offensive player who's going to have a big game for the Browns. Even though you're going under, give me a player we're betting the over on no matter the stat line.
1: Uh,
0: Redemption for Nick Chubb after the fumble. He's going to go big. I like that. He's going to go big. We're going to run the ball. It's going to be kind of snowy. It's going to be cold. Not going to want to throw the ball as much. Nick Chubb, redemption game.
3: I like it. I will go Amari Cooper because we threw to him three times. He caught all three. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more. Amari Cooper, I'm going to go over, under, yardage, 68 yards.
0: 68 yards for what? Amari Cooper. Oh, Oh. okay.
3: Yeah. Dollar Dog, you got a player? Because I will parlay all of these players together, and then we will win. So we're going Nick Chubb over. We're going Amari Cooper over, no matter the stat line. And one more over.
2: It, um, I don't want to kill the parlay. I was going to say a, drum, a Jerome Ford kick return touchdown. But no,
3: don't, no, no, no. God, David, that would pay a, a lot. That would odds. pay a lot of money. Um,
2: David it, Bell targets. We Ooh. need Nick here. Yeah, I like that. What about two
3: touchdowns
2: for Harrison Bryant? Actually, Peoples-Jones. He crushed it. He had over 90 yards last He game. had nine targets. I, I think he's Brissett's guy lately. Which yeah,
0: he's going to get over a thousand yards this year.
2: He is. Ken Carmen's been calling that for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Has he really? I think so. That's, he's been joking he's about tallying
3: it. them up. The reply yeah. tweets I've seen them. Yep, that's hilarious. Uh,
2: I don't. No, go no no because no, if if. If you're right, then my Amari is going to be wrong. Yeah, because the problem is Brissett, he flip flops. Remember that Correct. first game? He said, Oh, I didn't throw to Amari enough. So yes. the next game, he threw only to Amari. Yep. <laughs> is Njoku going to be back? I don't know yet. Let's say the starting tight end over. Because they threw to Bryant yesterday right. a few times. Yep. I, th- I think they'll throw the starting tight end. I say he'll go over. We're
3: getting deep in the weeds. We're going Pharaoh Brown parlays. Let's
2: go. <laughs> all right
3: uh score prediction chris i know you said under so what do we what do we got
0: uh it's gonna be 20 to 10 bills 20 to 10 bills
3: all right um i think we that feels like a 20 to 10 game yeah i hear you i hear you um i'm gonna go 13 10 browns snow game i'm going back on the under
0: wow yeah wow. it's they're you gonna give us like hope 10 again 10 and raised me
3: <laughs> bold move sir i don't know man i think i think you're right chris they're gonna pull us back in because if they don't pull us back in this game i just i don't know people it's are just
0: all dis- calves wall-to-wall calves Cavs and, Buc-
3: calves and Buc- even Buc- even
0: though i'm told that the buckeyes are not cleveland that's all right
3: all right let's let's call it a show Thank you for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog Show. Shout out to Labat Blue. Go get some Labat Blues, especially for the Browns games. You're going to need them. Shaq News, go subscribe to their Twitch channel, shacknews.com. All your video game needs. TSC Cleveland, go get some gear, some signed Browns gear. We will do a giveaway this coming week. Sorry, I've been slacking on that. Uh, GV Art, go get some GV Art shirts. Go check them out, gvartwork.com, and we're going to get some. Big show them. next
0: week. Big show next week, Dave.
3: Oh, if yeah, Chris? Why, it's Michigan week
0: next week. Oh, that's right. We got Bobby Carpenter coming in. Oh, I forgot about that. The Granville gunslinger, Scott McMullen. Oh, are they both coming? Both of them once Let's again. Let's go. It's going to be a very special Big Play Reflog show.
3: Heck, Yeah. Week. Tune in for that. Check out the Bernie Kozar show every Monday before our show. Uh, for all of the breakdowns, Hanford and Bernie do an incredible job. That is a very, very fun show to work on. Um, and we got some big gambling news coming up as well. So all those parlays we were talking about, we are almost there. January 1st cannot get here soon enough. We will see you next week, Monday, 9 p.m. Have a good week. Go Browns, hopefully.
1: It's time, streaming live from Cleveland,
2: Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight podcast of the world, the Big Play
1: Reflect Show.